so everybody listening to this um episode know that halfway through about the hour and a half mark um we did completely stop recording because cody had some child things to um handle and it's been a month and a half since we started recording this episode so a lot of things happened in the meantime like um i did watch midnight mass so cody I am excited to hear your review of Midnight Mass. We've already talked about it because we, like, believe it or not, we did. Yeah, people listen to this show, we do actually talk off air. And so we already talked about Midnight Mass. But what I will say about it is I really liked it. I I think, in general, the thing about um, Netflix horror shows is that because you have to stretch, like, a horror story over eight episodes, all of them are going to be slow burns. And while I'm fine with the slow burn, there was some moments in Midnight Mass that were too much of a slow burn. Like the conversation about what happens when you die literally was like a solid 10 minutes of just one person talking. I'm like, can we not? Can we can we be done with this conversation? I, I, I <laughs> guess disagree. to me, I disagree kind of like it. Uh, I remember I said this to Zach about Breath of the Wild, which is that, like, you might not like Breath of the Wild, but they didn't accidentally make Breath of the Wild. They had a vision and they executed it excellently. Well, well um, Mike Flanagan, they the didn't accidentally. Well, sorry, go ahead. The, oh, I'm, you were talking. I interrupted you. No, you're good. Go, go. No, but the guy who wrote it said, like, this is the story he wanted to write. Yeah. This yeah. is what he was gunning for the entire time. Yeah, like, the, there is... Everything was so excellently done. You cannot like it in like a subjective way. And that's totally fair. It's not going to be for everybody listening to long drawn out. Like not even that. It's not like big emotion acting. It's all real subtle acting, but just yes. really <laughs> that's excellently <why> <laughs> delivered dialogue <laughs> that is very long and stilted. It is does not seem real at all. It is very much every word is picked and scripted and delivered by an actor if you like that kind of thing you're going to enjoy this movie if you well, don't want to sit and listen to people sit on a boring set and talk then yeah, yeah it's it, not going to be it's for you. written like it's written like a stage play where yeah. the point of it is not the horror but it's the talking like the conversations and the character development it's written like a stage play which i get it and i was i i'm not saying i didn't like the show i'm just saying like there were some parts where it's like i know they were going for this big like thing and i'm just like can we be done with this please yeah and i think that's totally fair i think it's a a fair like uh critique or observation about it is that it is like long and stilted because it is long and stilted and i'm not gonna like spoil it but like the monster is like something i don't truly care that much for in horror but i think the way that they did it in that whole story made like was really well done and like the some of the pure dread that happened in the last two episodes was done so well because like the the situation that happens in like the last the situation is the scary very freaking scary yeah and i'm not gonna spoil it it. for people but like it it was just like oh oh yeah this is like if i was here i would be peeing myself because this situation is like and it the thing is it's very much like um, something that actually happened in our history. Um, oh yeah, so like this like, story is an American story. Yeah, but but you know. but the, the th- like the thing that happened the last two episodes. Um, I'm gonna bleep this out so I don't spoil. But like very reminiscent of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like, that's like not an accident. Like sure. yeah, yeah, that, that, and that's why it's terrifying. 
Well, and you know, I just I just had this thought, and it's totally true though, is it's like the book it. The the scary part of that story is not the clown in the sewer, it's the freaking town. Yeah, is the town is the demented. Itself. It's terrifying. It's like this horrible place that you can't get out of and you're trapped in. That's the the monster is entirely secondary. Like that's the catalyst to make this whole thing fall apart. But this town was a disaster when you start. You know what I mean? Um, it, like all of the pieces were there for it to just twist in on itself and become a nightmare. But all of that, the whole town had to be stacked against itself for that to happen. You know. And I mean, and like, then if it shows up, which, which sorry, uh, spoilers is a vampire. I mean, I'm gonna bleep you. It's fine. Um, but like the thing about it is like they didn't really do that in the movie, and I feel like they lost. Like they try, they oh, kind yeah. of to yeah. a point. They like make people seem creepy and weird, but they don't do like the whole town is this violent, disgusting place, and that kind of loses it. And then like in the book, the town is destroyed at the end. Like it completely falls apart and like caves into the giant sewer pit hole that was created by it. And yeah. it's just like and that was like a huge deal. But like I don't remember if that, I don't think that happened in the movie. No, I don't think in the, I don't know. But whatever, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But um, so Cody, so yeah, we're, we're gonna fin. I'm honestly thinking about this. I'm gonna split this whole thing into two episodes. But that we're gonna finish sense. up the media roundup in um in this way. So Cody, you're gonna do like one or two things that you've been doing recently yeah. and i'm going to do one or two things and then we're going to um tell you guys this fun little thing that we're deciding to do with our show moving forward which uh, is just yeah. talk about stuff that we hated <laughs> well but I'm, I'm only going to be talking about stuff i liked for a minute All right. so although Cody, i could please. talk about something i hate real quick just just a real quick hate just actually Okay, an on. honorable mention for something that like the laziest thing i've ever seen in my life was the movie nobody um it's it's got what's the freaking guy's name in it uh bob odenkirk it's like him getting punched in the face there's like scenes of him like fighting in a bus and he gets stabbed and he's like i'm gonna beat the crap out of all of you you know it's john wick in every meaningful way it's just john wick beat for beat it's john wick he offends the russian mob and then has to fight the russian mob and it's just like this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It's John Wick, but worse. Anyways, we don't have to talk about that. Okay, so first thing I want to talk about. I think I okay, might have already re- Really quick this about that. The thing that makes me mad about that whole idea is that John Wick was a purely original movie that just blows like the action genre out of the water and creates something new. And the trending in media is to latch on to something new and do that over and over again yeah, until no it. one likes it anymore. So, like, when Deadpool and Logan came out, they're like, oh, all superhero movies need to be gritty and swear a bunch and there needs to be tons of gore. And so, for a while, a lot of the superhero properties that started coming out were extremely bloody, violent, swearing, yeah. sex, yeah, all of that. And then John Wick comes out and t- makes a new precedent for freaking um, action movies. And now every action movie needs to just be John Wick. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just creatively bankrupt in a way that John Wick wasn't. Like, I think that people miss the part where, like, the coolest parts about John Wick were not necessarily the gunfights. It was, like, the really subtle and interesting world building and fascinating characters and, like, this underworld that wasn't magical but basically was. It was so cool. 
basically so magical because you have like you exchange gold coins for like it's basically a video game you exchange yeah. money for weapons that you would never be able to obtain in real life it basically have your suit is armor invincible armor like yeah it's just it's jo- it's john like wick is a character John Wick is you at the end of the video game where you have all the superpowers and you yeah. have tons of money. You can just buy tons of weapons and do what like and that was cool. But now every movie has to be John Wick. It like feels like an anime at some point where it's like yeah. it, it's all this like big emotion stuff as he's like hammering through the concrete to get his stack of coins and be like I'm back in the life, you know, and it's like all that cool drama and, the and contract that he signs in the second movie. Yeah. Like all it's like, so no, all that's gone. Nobody is just stupid. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's the most loathsome, lazy. It's not Wait, even, I think I know what, no, I think I know what nobody is. It's the dude from better call Saul, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that movie looked like it was going to suck. <laughs> well, and I thought it was going to be a comedy. Like I thought it was going to be funny. And then I put it on. It's like, no, it's just miserable, but not in like a clever way. It's just like, what if everything sucked? And then he's like, army ranger. I was an army ranger. And I'm just like, they could have easily made that. They could have very easily made that a, because he's, can do comedy he's yeah great. like it, it, the front cover of it looks funny like i i was assuming yeah, like i kind of like face i was assuming like an off-color comedy it was just no it, it, it couldn't even be that clever which would have been something but anyways that's not what i want to talk about what i want to talk violent about action comedy the other guys they could have just done the yeah. other guys but violent action <laughs> yeah okay so but what i actually want to talk about yeah. jordan and this is like i'm way late to the punch on this but i was too young when it came out and then my brother told me to watch it and i thought he was an idiot and then I started watching it, and I've never what, been more what? wrong in my life. And that is The Sopranos. Uh, I've never watched The Sopranos. The Sopranos is so good, it makes me angry. <laughs> and I think it's one of those things that's probably very misunderstood by 90% of its audience. If you watch the show and your thought is, Tony Soprano seems like a cool guy that I want to be like. You've missed the point. Tony Soprano is constantly emasculated and infantilized by every woman in his life and then he goes to work and beats up on all of the like also just waste of space like gangsters that he's friends with and they all are just terrible (laughs) at what they do they all suck it's just a show about these miserable people trying to do crime and they're all terrible at it they're all petty I heard and, it's more of a black comedy than it is like an actual like. I wouldn't show. describe it as a comedy. It, it's it's well acted and dramatic. It's yeah. just not a show about how cool it is to be Tony Soprano. Tony yeah. Soprano is a pathetic, sad man whose life is falling apart at every scene. But he's like, no, I'm tough. I'm the boss. And it's like, no, you're you're, you're not even the boss of your kids. Like your yeah. your your whole life is a farce, and you know so it basically the dad from um grand theft auto 5 yeah yeah very much that which honestly that character models a lot off of tony soprano Soprano, yeah Yeah, where like his wife is basically cheating on him and he's cheating on his wife and his kids all hate him and it yeah and then he just keeps eating gabagool and having like i didn't know that the backdrop of the show is tony soprano keeps having panic attacks and fainting so <laughs> that's like wrong. the framing device of the show is he has to go and start talking to a psychiatrist and he's worried he's going to get killed because of this oh, because if anyone cool. finds out that he's talking to a shrink he's like i'm gonna get whacked if anyone finds out because like i'm talking about mob stuff so they'll kill me you know um and it's like his the woman that plays his mother 
is so horrible. I started watching the show and I'm like, I don't know. And like, I mean, I don't, I could not tell if they actually found a woman that was like halfway to having dementia and just reeled her out and said, act horrible to everyone around you because she <laughs> sold like this hateful unwillingness to live her life. Like, Oh, it's like, it makes your skin crawl. She is so loathsome. And it's just like everyone around this family, they're all the same. They're all self-centered, like greedy. They just hurt everyone around them. But the acting in it is so fantastic. And the thing I found interesting about it was usually when you watch shows like this, you know, especially for women, but this is also somewhat true for men. Um, there's like one type of woman that you see in a in a thing, right? And mm-hmm. they they all kind of have to look like Scarlett Johansson. So like, especially, well, I don't know, this is probably still just as true now as it was in like the late 90s and early 2000s. But like, if you were a woman actor and you hit a certain age, you just kind of had to stop getting cast until you got really old. You know, it's like you could yeah. be 20 or you could be 60. Like <laughs> there was no 40. This is like a show entirely cast by women that are the same age as the men that they are supposed to be married to. Hey, and they're all fan. They're all amazing, like fantastic, fantastic actors across the board. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's interesting because you usually don't see like a woman who's in her 40s cast as like a leading lady, you know, in the thing. Um, But yeah, Tony Soprano's wife and the psychiatrist are both just, oh, my gosh fantastic fantastic actors is this just a show that you just him. finished that you wanted to tell me about or is this no a- i no no that was that was a movie okay. that's equally about loathsome people but a, a very different experience but yes. yeah it, it's just funny like because i think there's so much like fascination and like glamorizing of like the ooh, the mobster mystique you know and then this is just a show about how like no all of this is pathetic like this even the dream of being an American criminal is just sad now. <laughs> it's just like this sad, broken mess. Like the show starts and Tony Soprano's just basically being like, I feel like all of the good parts of this life are in the past and now I'm just still living it. You know what I mean? Aww. It's like, well, this is like him starting the going and talking to a psychiatrist. Yeah. He's like, anything that used to be good about being a mobster, that's all gone. now. <laughs> like, it's Aww. just downhill from here it's only getting worse and like you see the generations right he has like his nephew's gonna come into the family and take over for him and his nephew's stupider than he is and less competent and you're like this is who's gonna take over for you and you weren't as good as your dad it's like his dad was like the big charismatic leader who was married to a woman that just destroyed him That's hilarious. <laughs> it's though. just like oh my everyone everyone is horrible and sad and pathetic and it's just like the tiny, like little petty things that people are like, it's all these like small things that they get all like in their head about like, oh, I gave him this jacket and he gave it away. He doesn't like it. And they end up killing each other over it. Like, oh wow, God. such cool guys. The Sopranos, excellent, excellent show. Everybody has talked to me about The Sopranos, but like I said, I have never watched it. I mean maybe one day but like there's not the really selling point for this needs to desire. be if if anyone told you to watch it because tony soprano was cool no one Polly is cool oh they miss it 
uh, but yeah, everyone is a nightmare, and it it at some points just gets too sad to watch. It's it's hard. That's that's kind of fun though. But I mean, maybe one day. But I mean, it's not really like a very. <laughs> it's it's not like high up there on my um priorities list. It's kind of just like okay, yeah, like maybe like fifteen years I'll watch a bit. Oh, this is great. All right, so in 15 years, you'll watch something that I suggest. Got it. All right, what's your what's no, your? No, that's one? not what I said. It's just The Sopranos itself because it's like it's not in my priorities. It's not really a type of show I watch. You know what? I will say this, like all things being fair, like Tony Soprano as a character is extremely racist. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So that's a gr- great reason for me to not watch it. Yeah, I'm just going to say like, you know, th- yeah, like it's like the subplot of the third season is him just being a racist and his family hating him for it. And he's like, what? I don't get it. I just don't like when people mix like yeah yeah may- okay yeah maybe don't suggest the show with the like well i mean he's not he's thing. not portrayed as a good person he's the protagonist of the show he is not well, supposed yeah, I mean, to be a good person what i what i like most is like follow shows where the main character is a racist that that makes me feel good about myself it's well like, oh yeah he hates blacks great love it he also it. hates everybody including himself <laughs> yeah but that's not like of like really quick and I know that's not what you meant, but the like phrase where people's like, "I'm not racist, I hate everybody." That's bullshit, no, and I hate no, I mean, when people he, do that. Like, he I know, is I, racist. I, I know that's not what you were saying, but like, I hate that excuse where people's like, "Oh, well, he hates everybody." Like, no, he's still a piece of crap. No, I mean, yeah, he is. Like that—that yeah, that is his character. Yeah. He's a garbage sorry. person. So, sorry, I kind of went off on that part. But um, I guess my thing, and like, there's a so I have a couple that I've been doing recently that um they're very quick and short but there is one that i do want to talk about because i did like very much like it it's in the um, netflix horror genre again and there's a lot of stuff that i watched that was horrible and i would never mention it um really quick cody because i will eventually read about this on one of our shows but you know um the the anime naruto ends with aliens no, I didn't. But I've yeah, watched no, well, like two episodes of Naruto. I'll, and I I'll read about that one day because I've been like trying to like as a comfort food read the Naruto sequel, and it's really about aliens. And I was like, I can't. You know, Dragon Ball did that though too, didn't they? Where it was like, yeah, oh, we're, we're like a fun kind of like fairy tale adventure, and then it's like, but what if? What it's if aliens all. were all of them? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah, what? everything's <laughs> aliens. Um, okay, so the one that I will talk about and like actually talk about in a positive way is I watched and finished Archive 81 on Netflix. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. I uh, was b- bored out of my mind. <laughs> that see and that's the thing I was uh, that's the thing I was going to mention again is you have to stretch a horror plot over eight episodes. So it's going to be so <laughs> slow burn. What? It was eight episodes. <laughs> Yes, I like got ninety percent of the way through the first one. I was just like, I'm not. I don't even have the strength to finish. Like, I, I interrupted you a few times, and I apologize. But like, I start talking, and Cody just starts laughing at me. It is just like, man, I really like talking uh, on this show where I can't get a word out because my co-host is laughing at me. Oh no, go ahead, tell me about it. I I feel like I need to go back, so I want to be convinced. <clears throat> Anyways, it's an eight episode thing. You got to stretch it out, so. It is a slow burn, and it does take a while to get there. And, I mean, I guess 
potentially one of the reasons I didn't find it too bad is because like I have this game on my phone I like playing and it's very mindless so I can pay attention to two things at once. But but the thing is I I, I liked what they did with the story. I like the little twists and turns that are here and there in it. And just I, I think the acting was good. I like the story and it's also it's apparently based off the podcast, which I need to actually go and listen to the podcast. Um archive eighty one is like a oh, interesting. type situ- situation. But like um I, I don't know. I just, like, I really liked it. I like the themes. I like the way that they play around with some of, like, the horror concepts towards the later episodes. But, yeah, it's a little slow. But I Is it, I, is it episodic or is it one continuous? You, you know what I mean? It's, like one, how- it's one continuous. Story. Okay, so it's but, not. But it, okay. it follows the back and forth between, like, this thing that happened in 1994 and then, like, hit the guy's story that is happening um, now. Yeah, and he's, I, like, I, watching I, he's, the tapes. He's yeah. watching the tapes, and then that stuff starts okay. to blend together a little bit, and those stories in, start to interact a little bit more. And, I don't know, I thought, like, the way that they played around with, like, the tapes and, like, his watching it and, like, some of the stuff that happens in, like, every episode starts with, like, a video or a commercial from, like, the 1994 era and i i just the way that they like directed and did it was very cool and i i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it yes it's a slow burn yes you're probably going to be bored at some of the stuff that happens in it but i i don't know i i thought it was all netflix horror reads the same to me where it's just like the first two episodes i literally don't care because nothing is happening for an an hour straight but like once we like actually he's like I even felt that way about Midnight Mass. Like nothing really oh, happens in the first two episodes. Yeah, no, it really it, it it's very I think slow. Midnight until Mass it's is not. only six episodes. Yeah, and, and it's like nothing really truly happens until like like halfway through. But like it's that, like that nothing, happens. nothing, 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 and then it's like oh my god, everything. You know? Yeah, and this was like nothing. There's some stuff peppered in, peppered in, peppered in, and then we start getting more and more of the horror themes. And I guess to me, like I think it was horror in genre, but it wasn't scary. If that makes any sense, like I, I'm not yeah. too scared by horror things. Like I like horror as a genre, like these weird supernatural things that are happening that are impossible to escape. I like that idea, but like a lot of the times, these things don't scare me because they're either hokey or they're like so unbelievable that they're not scary. But I, I, I think that Archive eighty one did a good job of creating like this kind of creepy atmosphere and this kind of like what's actually going on. Yes. Now you're making me self conscious about me liking this show because you literally spent a solid minute laughing at me. Um, but like there are, I just, there like, are I'm things surprised. in all TV shows that are very predictable. And like, there are things like, I mean, I sit there and I just try to guess the ending the whole entire time I'm watching something. And that's my problem. <laughs> I think it's just that like you suggested it to me. And like I didn't. On oh, I did. You, well, I you did, like yes. asked me if I watched it. I assumed that was you kind of like trying yes, to get me yeah, to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like that was like a I, yeah. I posted po- po- about po- it in our like little hangout chat. Yeah, yeah, and then like another person in another Discord server was also like, "Archive eighty one, ten out of 10. And I was like three quarters of the way through the first episode, and I'm like, "What See, about this?" Was a ten out of ten. Like, and I, and I think that's the issue with Netflix horror is that the first episode of a Netflix horror is never going to blow me away i watched the first episode of haunting in hill house i didn't care i did not care and everybody talks about how great haunting in hill house is i did not give a single flying crap about that show 
I think mm, I haven't finished it. I would say in my mind, Haunting at Hill House. Well, that was the first one, right? Yes, that's the first one. That one like grabbed me right away. And then after that, it's like, I'll forgive anything and watch anything that that guy made. It's one guy. Is it's one guy? Yeah. It's like one guy that writes it. Yeah, yeah, it's one guy. Well, it's like that group of actors. You know what I mean? It's like just that whole group. Like they they could do anything. And I'm going to be there like, can you do more, please? Can you do another yeah, one? Yeah, and, but that's the thing is like you're like oh archive eighty one did a grippy like taunting in Hill House. There was nothing about that first episode that made me want to watch the second. As I understand. I can understand. We just had different yeah. reactions to this. I need yeah. to give. I feel like I need and to I, give archive eighty one a better things. shape. And maybe you might not like archive eighty one. That's perfectly fine. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I like the horror. I also think that um, and this is mostly selfish, but I I think that shows that do have minority leads are all always going to be a little bit more interesting to me no i think that makes sense because like i've seen the same story with the same white guy doing the same white guy stuff a million times no and i mean and that's and especially i think that's true within horror because there is yeah. like kind of a history of like minority characters just kind of being like cannon fodder so yeah, you know. fodder or the spook, the character who's scared of everything and runs yeah. away. And yeah, it's like completely useless in the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, seeing the character like go through the horror and face this stuff, and also at the same time looking like me, like makes me want to keep watching these things. No, I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. And it's it's like I mean, a hook. you get to see yourself in every movie like every protagonist looks like you. <laughs> I'm over here like ah oh, man, we got Black Panther. Cool. Thanks, <laughs> Disney. Thank you for like finally like releasing this movie after multiple Disney execs were like, oh yeah, movies with um black leads aren't gonna sell. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Sorry that got racial. No, I mean I think it's like I, I think you know, you talk about things that can like grab you initially and like kind of get you through the well, and this is true for like any story, like getting through the exposition is sometimes like a chore. You you're know? talking about, wait, hold on. You're talking about how boring Archive 81 is. I sat for 15 minutes and listened to two people sit on a couch. And so this is what happens. Yeah, you. and I love that stuff. Though. Yeah, like, that, that was that gets so me. boring. That gets I almost me. fell asleep during that scene. I mean, but that that's what I'm there for, you know? It's like, Ugh, you thought my show was more interesting. Yeah, Anyways, honestly. But this is a difference. Like, I'll sit and listen to people talk on a couch for, like, ever. You'll sit and listen to white people talk on a couch for, like, Well, ever. no, I mean, that really has nothing to do with it. But it um, just happens to be that a lot of those movies <laughs> have white people in them. But that's not why I'm I think we're talking to. about a systemic issue in, like, the media. Uh... <laughs> I would say that my reason for watching them is not because of the white no, people. No, no, I'm but saying I would the, say no, no, no. I was saying the systemic issue was the fact that most of these movies are yeah, going to be sorry, white, white people. people. Yeah, Those, yeah, that's the systemic issue, not you well, watching it. And especially if it's something where like the understanding is that they're basically being cast to mm, try to think of the right way to say this. Like they're not being cast as a stereotyped character; they're being cast like just sit here and act, you know then yeah especially yeah, up until recently usually my people are cast as stereotypes characters yeah anyway, well and especially this isn't the side characters we don't have to talk about race um <laughs> okay so um i i agree though that i think i need to give archive 81 another chance just because of the like quantity of people that have told me to watch it i'm like i might be wrong on this one yeah it, it kind of helps me to know that it's a whole series because like the first episode's pretty long isn't it yeah it's like an hour 
Like it's like an act. Like most like hour long shows are like forty five minutes. No, yeah, it's like an actual hour. Hang on, I'm curious now because I thought it was longer than that, but I could also I was, be making it up. I, it's it's an hour, maybe an hour fifteen, but like yeah, it's no, yeah, it's only fifty eight minutes. Yeah, no, oh I'm yeah, just... yeah, yeah. But the, the, you're so used to watching your hour quote unquote hour long shows yeah. as forty five or like forty three minutes, right? And then when you get a show that's an actual hour, it feels like it takes forever. And that kind of happened to me with Midnight Masses. I think like some of those episodes are an hour long and that, oh, that makes yeah. it a little bit hard to like that extra 18 minutes is long, buddy. <laughs> that's a long time. Right. Yeah. Especially well, no, if like it is a slow burn Thrones, show. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if it is a slow burn show, it feels like forever. Yeah. No, I, I do not think that that is wrong at all. Um, but, you know, like you say, I, I need to get through the exposition. Um, and, and, and try to give it a better shot. I will also say I was probably kind of distracted while I was watching it, not to its credit, because I wasn't playing like a thoughtless game on a cell phone. I had it on while I was um, playing Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, of course you didn't pay attention to it at all. Yeah, you and Zach can have conversations about this, me making snap decisions about shows while I'm watching them in less yeah, than stellar yeah, conditions. Yeah, okay. okay, yeah, you're not allowed to judge it until you actually sit down and okay. watch it. Because if you're playing Cyberpunk, obviously Cyberpunk's going to be so much more interesting than people slowly walking around and talking like well, now all things being fair, I was like side questing in Cyberpunk, so I wasn't. Like, yeah, but that's doing still your this bright, vibrant thing where you're running around a city, killing people, like doing fun side quests, and then people look looking at each other, talking like this. Oh my gosh, look at these tapes! There's something scary happening to me. Yeah, and I just yeah, did yeah. Not there's care. like sheer difference between bang, bang, pow. Hello, my name is Dan. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know who this person is, especially when it started switching to the tapes. And I'm like, who is this lady? And it's like, I'm writing a documentary and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, I say go back and give it another chance because you did not do it right. You did. You, that's not what you did is not fair. You're you know, not fair at all. You know, it's funny. Like, you know how you like watch this show and you're like, finally, a person that looks like me that I can relate to as a main oh, character. No. Right. What are you I started watching this show and I'm like a freaking white person doing a documentary on something. <laughs> Like, <laughs> skip <laughs> the, the, the worst thing would have been what, what what would have been worse if it's like a white person making a podcast because it's yeah. like because that's the thing that i hate is now they're starting to put like podcasters in like movies and tv shows a little bit more and it's just like podcasters aren't interesting podcasters are never going to be well, interesting they always to make me. them suck <laughs> like it's never like oh because the podcasters <laughs> i told you about all these ads i hear it's like here's a cool podcast where i talk about the stuff i like it's like i don't give a flying crap about your podcast i know that's what we're doing right now but like i was gonna say jordan uh, i don't care at least our actual show that we perform has a hook and it's not just like oh my god like i was living on hollywood boulevard and a guy looked at me <laughs> it's like what oh podcast do you listen to <laughs> no i keep hearing ads about celeb like celebrity podcasts where like oh, we talk gosh. about our daily lives in celebrity land it's like oh well one yeah cares. i would also Go rather jump my off a off. bridge <laughs> we're a minor celebrity who i was in the background of one show once and i'm gonna talk about how great it is to be rich and it's like Okay, I just did the Ben Shapiro voice at the end there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, I'm Ben Shapiro. Anyways, do you want to go to Home Depot and buy a tiny little piece of wood and put it in a little bag? <laughs> Home Depot's a great store. 
They sell okay, lumber. Cody, this Cody, what, Cody what's your what's your second thing? We can't we can't go down this line because we're gonna be there forever. I'm sorry. Also, Menards is better, but that doesn't matter. We're not sponsored. Save by Save big money at Menards. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another one, and uh, if you look at the poster, I feel like you're just gonna be like, wow. So just the movie of only only the whitest white people you can imagine, which okay is fair. But so, okay, Guillermo del Toro's <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's latest movie. Oh, um, he has the latest movie? Yeah, called Nightmare Alley. Um, I loved it. It is not a movie about nice people, for sure. Like, it, it it's a movie about bad people. Uh, well, like, three bad people and one kind of okay person, or, like, ten bad people it and one kind of okay person. It has a lot of actors that I really like in it. Um, but, okay, so I really like film noir, right? Kate Blanchett actually is just the one that I really like. The rest are okay. Okay, you know what? You know who gets an unfair rap? You know, my brother, my brother was hating on on Bradley Cooper when I told He's him fine. about this movie. I'm like, Bradley Cooper's a good actor. I don't right? dislike him. I'm just not like like I don't want his dick. I just don't Willem care. Willem Dafoe's fantastic, you know? Willem Dafoe's he's He's unhinged. I would have he said he's plays good. He's unhinged. the most Willem Dafoe actor. Like and okay, now if you want to talk about Look, people, Kate Blanchett blows all of those people out of the water i love kate blanchett so much she's really good in this movie she's she's amazing and i i like legitimately love her she is so good at everything she does so the problem with film noir is that it's anachronistic but it's a title that still gets thrown around like this is a noir and by that they mean it's filmed at night and some of the people are mean it's like there is very like specific stuff to me that makes film noir work, and I I, I don't know if I've like done this rant with you before, but like you, you have, th- but it's like it needs to be set in a time. It only makes sense in a certain time, and this movie set it in that time, so the the setting allowed for it to actually to me be a real film noir, um, okay. and Kate Blanchett's character absolutely sells that role as being like a conniving amoral scary woman who is villainous oh she is a snake in this movie but so is everyone else it's just like i see i would it's like the thing is the thing that makes me want to watch it is her because like i said she is good in everything she does i will warn you she's not there until like 50 percent through the movie and it it is basically two movies stuck together um But okay, well, you just ruined it. <laughs> the fifty percent of the way through the movie, oh, she's fantastic in it. But absolutely a snake, like she, she, she is a villain. <laughs> that's um, great. You know what? Good for her. Good for her. Um, the uh, I gosh, I can't remember her name now. Baby, but... you can be as much of a snake as you want to be, Kate. You're great. Is it Rona Mara? I don't know. Anyway, well, it doesn't the matter. The name Rona is like not good for these last few years, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe think about changing that name, huh? <laughs> like, Anyways, maybe, maybe don't. Um, so the like overall story is about a guy who like mysteriously shows up at a carnival and basically becomes a grifter, like a mentalist grifter, and then it's like a story about him, like you know, going too far and getting into like you know, getting in too deep, and it's a very noir story you know which i like because it actually feels like a noir story where it isn't necessarily about like a like not all noirs were about like grizzled detectives like that sometimes was the thing but a lot of times it was just like about people going on an adventure through like the rotten depravity of humanity 
and them all feeding on each other. Like your protagonist was frequently like doing something bad to bad people, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But boy, there's just like, it, it's one of those things where like, you know, you have like setup and payoff and the setup and payoff in the movie is just brutal. Like, oh, it hurts. Like when you get to the end and it like lands the final hit and you kind of, it's like there is a, I don't want to spoil this because I actually want you to watch the movie. There is a monologue given by Willem Dafoe that is profoundly creepy and Willem Dafoe nails it because he can do creepy. Well, because honestly, like all things set aside, he is kind of creepy. I don't think he's oh, like a yeah. bad man, but he is kind of like. I mean, I don't think he dislikes playing these types of characters like he can do slimy, you know? Yeah, and so he's he, very good at being gross. <laughs> like, there's, like, this whole slimy monologue that he gives to Bradley Cooper, who's, like, eating it up. Like, it's like, oh, man, wow, this is so interesting. And then it's, like, it just, like, comes full circle back around to that monologue at the very end and, like, seeing Bradley Cooper realize, like, what has happened to him and how he's, how it relates to that monologue. It's just like, oh, ah, ouch, gosh, that's painful. Um, that's, that's Okay, that's kind of fun. And it's also like Guillermo del Toro is a fantastic director. Like, you know, it's gonna, it looks good. The performances are great. He uses the same 10 actors he puts in everything. You know, it's like, look, there's right. Ron Perlman. He had to be in it. Of course. Why not? <laughs> I mean, look, he's Hellboy. Yeah. He's well, the, and it's sorry, he's the real Hellboy. And I, I mean, it's just like he gets put in. I kind of like when I, I don't think it's necessarily always a good thing that actors are like directors just have actors that they put in everything, but it does make it feel like a theater troupe when it's like, oh, Guillermo del Toro is doing his latest movie. It's like, look, there's the 10 guys he always uses. You just get to see him recycle through different parts, you know? Yeah. But it's cool when the characters have range, you know, and they can be these vastly different characters from piece to piece. So I, I like that. But yeah, it's, it's just is a fantastic movie. It's like, you know, you can get bored with movies when it feels like everything that's releasing is boring or samey or eh, whatever. And then it's like, man, something really weird. And it's an original story. And it's not a popular genre right now. And I don't think anyone cares about it. But man, I loved not, it. <laughs> it's, it is kind of a fate, like a dying, dying breed. Yeah. So. Well, and especially this because it like, mm, I'm trying to think about the right way to put this. Like, viewed in a modern way, like, film noir is very sexist, and so is this movie. Like, the female characters are not portrayed well. Like, they're, like, except for one person, like, basically all villainous and treacherous, you know? But that was, like, a sentiment of its time, you know what I mean? So it's like an artifact from that time that I thought there was a sincerity in putting in but it wasn't like glorified like oh mistreating yeah. women is cool it was like this was a this was a thought of the time for a yeah, reason yeah, yeah. you know i like again i'm not well versed as well versed well i'm not well versed in film noir and like that's something that you really like but like i'll, I'll try and check it out like i'm really slow at watching media these days because like i don't know just don't really feel like sitting down and watching don't worry it's only two and a half hours of people mostly sitting in boring sets talking oh yeah then i'm probably not gonna watch it for a while (laughs) there there's one part where people jog briskly other than that sitting talking sometimes they're on trains have i convinced you (laughs) um okay well but you get to watch people grift people and that's like my favorite thing i love grifting that's like that's like a romantic job that like i don't 
it's not like a real career but if it could be if like i could be a grifter professionally oh dream job but you know it i would just go you to jail be a good grifter and that makes me very upset i would just go to jail like it doesn't work out <laughs> i would just i would make no money and then i would no. get arrested for like you know racketeering or whatever you get arrested for if you're a grifter racket racketeering <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know what people get arrested i don't know what elite what is illegal specifically about being like a mentalist grifter but i'm sure at some point i would just get arrested and and then you know it's not really worth it anymore um any anyways um so my thing so i only have like like thing one of the things that i have done recently is like it's a big deal for me it is a huge deal for me but i know you're not gonna give a crap because i've talked about it on the show before and every time you're just like i don't care and I don't think I've like ever said of, the phrase "I don't care" when you told me about something you were excited about. Cody, look at me. I've said I don't like things. I, I no, frequently told, don't you, like things. You literally have looked at me. It's like I don't care. I don't think that's. Ha- I think you're projecting. But anyways, go ahead. I mean, of course, I'm always like Cody. What am I not projecting on this show? Like, t- tell me one time I just didn't project on you. Um, I think anyways, the problem is also I don't remember anything that happens. But go ahead. Yeah, but um, so the other, th- so the thing. There's a couple other things like some of this like anime stuff. It's like I don't need to get into. I have a whole show where I talk about anime, and I don't need to get into it with you on this because the more I watch anime, the more I realize like is anime like just not good, or have I? Or it's the other thing where it's like have I watched all the good ones? (laughs) Because I'm getting to like stuff where it's like, like like everybody loves Demon Slayer, but like Demon Slayer is just good for action, but like has no substance behind it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And it's like I like, like I like watching, like I watched it with my friend Garla, and like I watched the movie with my friend Garla. It was freaking great. Like it's very good action, but it's just like at the end of the day, it's like I'm not still thinking about it. Like, like um, with like a Full Metal Alchemist with like a Cowboy Bebop, like that's something that stuck with me. Yeah, for so long, and like Berserk and Pump and all those things, like they really stuck with me. It's things that I like truly love, but like. Some of the animes I've been watching recently is just like, I don't care. I mean, it's kind of like American television. There's a lot of yeah. it. Like, well, there yeah, is and that's a why lot I haven't really it. watched too much recently because American television is there's just so much stuff on Netflix that usually when I get on Netflix, I just end up scrolling. But the thing that I have been um, reading and enjoying recently um that came back it it came back buddy it's it's here and you can probably guess what it is but it's finally back after a freaking three or 2018 so almost a four-year hiatus saga is back baby is saga gonna end um they said before they went on their hiatus they're halfway through the story so it's not gonna end anytime soon okay i i'm gonna say i apologize i apologize I have said I don't care, and I've said I don't care about Saga, but it's not because I don't want to. It's because until they actually finish it, I am not going to get hurt again. <laughs> I've been here before. I'll tell you when it ends, because like I think you would really love Saga. Like, I believe you. It's a you. very, very good story, and I think it's like really up your alley. I think you would love Saga, because it's also another one where like half of them are just very shitty people. <laughs> like, like how like like I'll, here i'm gonna um send a picture to our like i'll send it in a dm to you really quick because like it just makes me so happy that this is like the route that they're going with some of the stuff happening in it but like i don't know so saga's back first of all 
as usual, I sent it to a DM. Um, as usual, the art is so good in it. He's really good at drawing. Well, she's <laughs> very good at drawing expressions and like drawing character interactions. And in like, there's like another scene of something that happens. Just like it's a full splash page, and it's so. I said another one, and it's yeah. so good. It's just so cool to look at, and the story is important too because we're going through the life of this character as they're growing up, and now. Um, they are t- like the character is ten years old, and like all the all these things are like happening at once, and it's just it's really fun. One thing that I didn't like is that you get to see like most of a character's penis, who I just didn't want to see. And it's just like not it's like didn't didn't need that in my life. That's so specifically like there's this whole story. It's amazing. It's epic. They cover all these dense topics. It's beautifully drawn. I did have to see a penis for a second, and I am not no, into no, that. Okay. No, I, I've seen other characters' dicks in this um, comic, but his was just like, what is, I didn't want to see his dick. <laughs> it's like, just didn't want to. You do. In, in Nightmare Alley, you do see you do see Bradley Cooper's penis for like I a second. I thought you were going to say Will Defoe's. I'm like, I don't. No. I don't need that in my life. No, although probably, uh, I actually think Willem Defoe has done some pretty explicit sex scenes in his life, so you probably could find his penis if you wanted I to. I don't. I don't want to. I it's think the same actually like, Willem Dafoe is Cody, like famous for anyways. doing a movie with like an unsimulated sex scene. Like I think Jeez. that they just anyway, filmed okay, the actual so actors that, having but, sex. But, that, but back to, please, back to Saga. Back to Saga. Um, Saga's, it's just, it's just fantastically done. The writing's really good. I like the captions that like happen throughout of like the character's inner thoughts because like this is a character like telling a story of what happened to yeah. them like through their life. And so you are like are seeing like their thoughts through it. And like the one, the first one I sent you, where the mom goes like, "Oh yeah, we're smugglers," and then in the corner it's like, "We were drug dealers." It's like <laughs> it's that kind of humor, that kind of fun stuff happening, and it's just like they left four years ago on a very heavy cliffhanger, and they just left it like literally they they really f with you because the whole cover of that issue is like a puddle of blood with a feather in it, and it's just like. They leave you with that, and then they start back up where it's like kind of like light and jaunty again, and there's like this like fun stuff happening. Yeah. They're they're drug dealers now. There's like like their ship gets pulled over by a giant like pirate ship that's just the the shape of a skull and crossbones, and it's real just very creatively drawn and creatively written. And like this is why Saga remains, even though for your ideas, Saga will always remain one of my favorite comics period the end it's just so brilliant and no, i don't I think mean, any other thing is going to get to the the level of saga I, I really don't like the minute they actually release a final comic and they're like the story is done i like you would immediately start it. reading it because i agree it absolutely looks like something i would love actually like, that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna box up all of my <laughs> trades and i'm gonna mail it to you the second the series ends but it's like happened to me more than once with these like smaller like smaller properties yeah, that comics, i get yeah. like really invested in i'm really excited about and then they just crash and burn and stop making them and i'm like what I mean, <laughs> like that How side of you? it is very sad because like i've seen well that, that kind of happened to one of my other favorite comics revival is like it did end, but like the ending is very rushed because they're like, oh yeah, 
you only have these many issues left. Like, well, we still have this much story left. Like, no, you have this many issues. Yeah, left. yeah. Like the reality of like if you're publishing like physical books, like the re- even if you're like posting online, there's still like artists burn out and it's hard to keep doing it and you might not be making a ton of money until it picks you know it's like the reality of making that much work that consistently and especially comics that are so work intensive compared to like a novel which not that novels aren't a lot of work but you don't it's a lot less time to write a novel than it is to write like an expansive comic book like that you know yeah Um, it's just to me it's it's a bit like because Mar- I say this every single time. I don't have to repeat myself and I'll stop because I'm sounding like a freaking broken record. But like Marvel and DC have like their big main properties and those are the stories that get told. And like, yeah. yes, we're getting like now that Disney's taking on, they're getting more creative ideas. Like Spider Gwen is something that popped up because of that. And there's like little like new heroes and stuff happening here and there. But it's basically. It's fit in these worlds, fit as these series, and you don't get really too many, like, super original ideas. Yeah. DC does the same thing. We're always going to have, like, a Batman Justice League story type thing. There's sure. Like, DC is doing a little bit more indie because they're realizing that Image Comics is eating eating up everything because, like, oh, people don't want to just read about Batman anymore. Yeah, but, like, right. It, like, some Image Comics, Boom Studios, and some of these other, like, indie it's the same like five like very like prolific artists and writers writing them but like more original ideas and that's why i'm like gravitating to this because like like something is killing the children is one that i i really liked and it's like something that would never happen in like a marvel um, yeah. saga saga would never happen in marvel just for the sheer amount of nudity and sex scenes that happened throughout of <laughs> throughout it like there is a lot of nudity and sex well, in saga and they do not pull punches with it it's like, like a woman squirts on a dude's face. Like that's a thing that happens in Saga. It's like <laughs> an expanse. It's like expanding, like not just like what content you can show, but also like comic book does not necessarily equate directly to like superhero stories. Exactly. You know? and, and that's like, there's, it's such a broader media than that. You can do a ton with it. It's just what ended up becoming like synonymous with the name is like, like solo name superhero like iron man batman spider-man you know any of them it's like yeah it's a it's a certain format but there's like a lot more you can do within the genre um which is a little bit hypocritical of me because like my favorite comics hellboy but you know it's still hellboy is still more unique than batman yeah spider-man superman like well anything's more unique than superman come at me nerds i'll fight you all my hands tied behind my back and it's like it's not that i think that you can't do like an interesting superman story it's just that like i I think you you can do more with the it's like you don't just write novels about like one thing it's like a whole wide range of what you can write novels about and i think comic books really are the same way yeah it's just i don't know i i'm glad that i i have been branching out more because like it was the thing it's like all i used to read and all i used to care about was like these superhero things but after a while they get you know, it's just they're superheroes. It's well, and there's like more depth there. You know, and I th- think as you get older, maybe you start gravitating towards mm, stories that have more substance. Sometimes, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, or just I the know. more time you spend in a genre, you know, like in a format, you're gonna end up branching out more. Yeah, but they're, they're, like these things are like stories that influence me. So, like if you read something is killing the children, you know exactly what world shop thing was influenced <laughs> by that story. Yeah, right. Um, 
it was the audio drama if you're gonna like not gonna go and read it i'm just telling you something is killing the children heavily influenced the audio drama yeah what um, i'm gonna need no one to ever do is read the comic the goon just never read it because <laughs> read the- all of my characters will suddenly become very unoriginal <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's like maybe don't look into the things that inspired us yeah like don't look at hellboy don't read the goon two really important things for me also just ignore tolkien not the I movies, mean, but the books. Like just when it comes to like those. a lot of the supernatural stuff, I I read. Do not read something's killing the children. Don't read revival. <laughs> don't don't like don't look into small town supernatural stories. Period. The end. Yeah, because don't. those are things I gravitate to, and I like, and I like writing my own versions of them because I grew up in well, I grew up in a small town that's right next to a city. Yeah. So like you get like the kind of weird small town stuff. And then, like, you can have it with the interaction between, like, the old and the new. The, like, because the small town's old. Now, everything, every time I go back to the small town I grew up in, everything is, like, so commercialized now. <laughs> yeah, well, I know how that feels. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and I, I don't know, like, there's a part of that that, like, I've, uh, I'm, like, usually pretty forgiving of people that ape other people's ideas because it's, like, well, that's part of creativity is basically taking an existing idea and changing it a little bit, you know, and putting your yeah. own spin on it. And there's a degree to where uh, there's a point where that eventually becomes o- not okay anymore, but well, that's when it's just straight plagiarism, but I don't think yeah. that's what either of us is doing. No, no, no. But it just does mean that like, you know, like part of creativity is taking like being a sponge, you know, like I used to like play instruments, you know, and like, that was like, I was watching yeah. a guy talk about like learning to be a guitar player. So you have to be a sponge, you know, you, you steal ideas from everyone well, yeah, else and then you combine those and that's your yeah. style, you know? I mean, if you listen to a lot of rock music, you notice it's all the freaking same. Well, yeah, and I mean, just music in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, one person does something that works and that worked because they were copying somebody else. Then everyone starts copying it, you know? Yeah. It, and it's, I don't know. But anyways, Saga's great. Um, there's a lot of little things I like. Because of hanging out with um, Trin, I have really gotten back into Hollow Knight, like, hardcore, like, the music, the game, everything. Like, I am stuck in that world. <laughs> I, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm still just playing Cyberpunk, <laughs> which is fun. I mean, I'm happy that you like it. That's all I'll say about it. I'm happy that you like it. You know, it. the I'm story's prob- pretty good. It's not my type of, like... Honestly, it's not my type of game. I do not like a lot of, like, character choices. I want you to <laughs> tell me. I want you to tell me your story, and I want to live in your story. You know, basically... Let me live in your story. Really, the only characters, like, substantial character choices I think there actually are, like, you can kind of pick stuff, but it doesn't, well, it, like, talking. ultimately doesn't I just matter. hate, like, having the selective I, dialogue. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It was my main complaint with Horizon, and I don't love it about oh, Cyberpunk. We we were talking about you and Horizon today because my friend um, who has listened to the show started playing Horizon, and he like he was complaining about. It. He's like, okay, well, first of like, I feel like Cody because I'm just like tearing this apart. But it's like, well, first of all, Cody complained about not being able to eat peanuts during the thing, so anything you say is fine compared to that. It's totally true though. Like if you're gonna have a cutscene, <laughs> just have a cutscene. Like I'll watch yeah. the cutscene. I just don't want to have to keep I, hitting look, F. Look, and, and I and I will I will admit, yes, yeah, sure, fine. You have a point kind of but like doesn't matter we're, we're we're talking about cyberpunk and we're not talking much about cyberpunk because we do need to end this episode i was really <laughs> the only thing i was going to say is the only i think the only substantial choices you can make are you have to like relationships <laughs> yeah basically like you at the beginning of the game 
you can like identify oh, as male or female uh if you pick male you have these two romance options and if you pick female you have these two romance options and then you can decide to romance both of those people or none of those people and that's really the only choices that matter as far as i can tell we need to have an episode or ch- chat like in between our like stuff that we do where we talk about like how you feel about romances and pursuing romances in video games because there's parts of it that make me feel weird and i think i honestly think it is a conversation that will last more than five minutes i'm just saying i'm like i i agree because like it, it seems like tacky to be like i wish people would make good romance games because like they exist but not really it's like but but the idea of romance it like i don't know it's one of those things where it's also like tied to like some other issues but like one of those things where it's like you are specifically going through it saying the right things in order to make this per- it just feels weird it feels manipulative the way you yeah do it because, well that's the especially thing. if you know the guide and stuff you know what will yeah. make this person like you and so it's this weird headspace but we don't have i kind of want to do like a bonus episode or something about it when you finish cyberpunk because like it's an interesting thing and i it, like, finished the romance in cyberpunk there, and... there, there, okay well we can talk about it next week yeah <laughs> I understand what you're getting at, though, because it is like the real world. And that's what I'm saying. I don't like is that the real world analogy of what happens in for romance and video games is either give people gifts until they like you or say the correct pre-scripted things until they like you, both of which are bad. But I don't know what the mechanic for like simulating the like dynamic of developing chemistry with another person would look like in a game but it's fascinating i'm gonna give either a preview or a post view to um something that we're going to talk about on side characters about like the idea of like these kind of winning romances and video games like plays into like the whole nice guy like phenomena that happens in society where it's like this guy like oh he thinks if he's nice and does all the right things for someone that means they're gonna either have a relationship or sleep with them and then reacts negatively but it's like this thing is kind of a taught thing because like we play these games we see these movies where that is exactly what happens if you say or do the right thing at the end of the day you are rewarded for it well it's not you just are a normal decent human being who does nice things you are specifically doing things in it's a transactional relationship you are doing things in order to get the transaction of sex it's like prostitution with more steps (laughs) yeah and but and that's like one of the things that does make me feel icky to a point about video game relation romances right and like i got so i there was a fire emblem game and like i did exactly that gave all the gifts said all the right things did all the side quest stuff and i was going to like um have the relationship with certain characters and i chickened out because it felt so weird to me it just felt too weird and i just clicked because you have to you pretty much have to pick a relationship at the end and i just like i'll just go with the standard one because like the chick i like chick i was gunning for like likes me because i made her like well okay so this is like maybe an idea that i'm I would thinking have, about it too hard well no an idea that i would have for how to do this right the problem is is it's impossible because it like multiplies the difficulty of making the game by like 700 percent, right yes yeah so, it makes it impossible to make a game because you have to have an a b if then statement throughout the whole thing let's say if i was going to like broadly describe the way that i actually think like relationships build and develop right it's like one you have to spend time with a person and then you have to like develop what we could vaguely call chemistry right like attraction between the two of you yes and 
that isn't done necessarily by just giving gifts or like saying the right it's kind of done by saying the right things i would say that's true like if you just like vibe well with someone in conversation generally that's i think what people will find attractive not that you throw money at them you know like that Hmm. i think is usually pretty transparently like if one if a person falls for that that's not great and two if you try to do that also not great you know so you're saying that i shouldn't have bought a bunch of gifts to give the person i'm interested in um when i see them next no, no, up I've front. made a mistake. No, oh, oh, you okay. Yeah, yeah, you like, shouldn't do it to win their love. But, yeah, okay, if, okay. if I buy Mandy stuff now, it's a show of appreciation. If me and Mandy weren't dating and I was like, here's a new car, that's creepy, right? Okay, yeah, okay. okay. We established a relationship before. And <laughs> I was then, sitting here like, ah, crap, I effed up. <laughs> well, and it's also like, the gifts will be entirely thoughtless if I don't know the person, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's this ability to, like, have chemistry with someone, right? So, when you look at a game, if you went, okay, like, in the case of Cyberpunk, if you're, which, whatever character you're playing as, there's really two romance options, a male and a female romance option, yeah. whether you pick a male or a female, right? So, there's four total. Yeah. If you are playing your character and you're like, I imagine this character is interested in a woman, and you go and talk to that woman and you just don't vibe at all, like you naturally in character responding to the conversation just doesn't vibe. It's like, there's no other option. Like, cause the, yeah. what it should be is that you would talk to a lot of people and then you'd get to see like, Oh, I'm the type of person that responds in this way when someone flirts with me, or this is how I flirt. And then that would work for only a certain number of people and other people it just wouldn't work with. Like the conversation would just kind of go stale because you just don't vibe with that person, right? But the problem is now you're talking about multiplying the diff- the the development yeah. of your game by like 90%, there's no you know, it's like perfect way of doing this, but it's just like yeah, like for me we I said we weren't going to do this because it's too long of a conversation, but well, for me it does you can't feel tease this conversation in icky at times. Oh yeah, because like, I do that. Like I will say I didn't do that with Cyberpunk. I didn't need to because the not terrible options were pretty obvious. But when I was playing Mass Effect, me and Caitlin had a guide because <laughs> we did a conversation so bad. Like, you want to talk about it being icky? We were, like, trying to romance this person, right? We did terribly. <laughs> and then we're like, we're loading the save and doing it again <laughs> so we could have a better conversation. Um, and then we just started looking up guides to say all the right things at the right times. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, no, 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 that's that's the issue. But I, I kind of do want to talk about this another time, like so we can fully flesh out the arguments and stuff, and maybe like just have like a chat where we talk about things that happen like in games and stories and world building stuff. Because like we are the world building podcast, regardless of what we're going to do with this show. But like I, I do want to kind of go over that stuff because it, it is a thing that happens in a lot of games, and like I don't know how many games where i actually successfully pursued a relationship and was happy about it anyways we'll talk about this at a different time um the other thing that we need to do is wrap up the show and then talk about the actual important news of what we're doing yeah what we're doing next yeah because um if anybody still listens to this um we've been on hiatus for almost eight months now yeah yeah it was a half well you know jordan i'll tell you what does that is both of us traveling for work me having a kid one of us getting covid that'll mess you up real fast i i I do love that whole thing where it's like one was like you had a kid 
and I moved. Those are two big things. I started like like came back and was able to do some shows, and then we both started traveling for work. Yep. And then we get those the years like yeah, kids stuff, work stuff, like our um like schedules don't align, and we started trying to come back. So we did this show, kids stuff happened, and so you had to quit the episode early, which that episode will get released eventually. Um, and then. And then we were like, okay, we're going to record this week. We're going to meet. And I got COVID. <laughs> I got the thing. Everybody's been like, oh, God, this is like, oh, like it's going to knock you down. And it did. I literally slept on the couch for 12 hours straight. Yeah. You, I, you I, were I slept like on the couch, up. sweated out for like most of the day. And just like I was um, sweating out water almost as fast as I was drinking it. Um yeah, I, I, it messed me up. And then the day after, like, the day where I could, like, actually sit in a chair and be a normal human being, I, like, could not – I was not a functioning human. I was just, like, there and, like, mindlessly playing Hollow Knight as your son watched me play and go, ooh, big paws, look at it. Yeah, and I was just like, great, I'm glad I'm making someone happy because I feel like literal trash. So, so then yeah, so then we had to push back the recording some more, and then finally we're doing – the end of this media roundup episode, which was supposed to be the lead into us coming back, like either semi full time or full time. Yeah. So the moral of the story is I'm buying a USB microphone that I can carry with me to hotels I, because I'm I have doing the time same in the thing, hotels. Buddy. I'm gonna do the same thing, but like the only thing is when I'm traveling, I've been traveling to California, which is three hours negative from you. Well, the but good news is now that um I'm getting way more projects at work due to someone leaving the company. Um gonna be traveling everywhere all the time so buddy let's do this (laughs) well that's the thing is like the nature of my like previously at my previous job like if i was traveling somewhere and working it was like great we're working 16 hours a day so we can go home sooner but the the pace of this project i'm just literally not allowed to i'm like told to leave and then i just have to go to the hotel and i'm just like boop 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 i'm in a hotel and i'm like yeah i could definitely record a podcast here you know so I'm buying a USB condenser mic. And, yeah, I, uh, I think we should both do that if we're going to keep doing this. And also, if you want to find a day that works better. Honestly, because, Thursdays are still good for me. It's just okay, a matter cool. of. But we don't we have to talk be talk- about that. Yeah, so we like, we should about be talk- what we're doing. <laughs> okay, so what is happening to this show, Cody? Okay, so um, this is kind of like, it's sort of been happening already, basically. It's just now I think we're it's official. less like formal about, or like Wish, we're being less wishy-washy yeah. about it and we're actually saying it for sure this yeah so basically a while back like i think probably at this point a year ago there was a world that me and jordan both did that we didn't release because it broke us it wasn't funny and it was just like okay we've done enough of the like standard format world shops that our creativity has died and we went to a horrible place and made bad worlds <laughs> the world prompt list like started being like like we, we got to a point where, like, all the good ideas, like, we can just keep redoing the same good ideas, or we can, like, do some of these other, like, weirder ideas. And we did them, and they just didn't work. No, no, it's like, and they it, ju- they just it was kind work. of like, it's one of those things where it's, it's funny when it's me saying this to you, because, like, you know me, and you get, like, when I'm joking. But if it's someone else so listens to it, it's to re- say out loud on the internet. Yeah, it, it felt in bad taste, which... It, it, it really was poor taste. And so yeah. we're like, okay, well, we can't do that again. And, like, so the idea was floated then and there that was like, we're going to stop building worlds and do different projects. Yeah, I personally wasn't 100% on board and still not 100% on board of completely dropping the world building. So I, agree. I think we are moving to an area where we are going to do less 
just general world building episodes. There's going to be more like pop-ups here and there of like, but what we're going to be focusing on is more writing projects and stuff like we did with the story series, yeah. the audio drama and stuff. I'm going to do more writing prompts, writing projects and present them on this show because we both like writing and both like having the space to write whatever and just throw it out a wall and see what well sticks. it's fun to hear feedback on our writing yeah. like it makes the process of writing more fun for me when i know that i'm going to read it to you and i'm going to get to hear what you think about it right so and i think also oh sorry go on i was going to say so i think really the difference here is just that like the prompt is have a writing project bring your writing every week <laughs> you know what it says yeah. we don't have to and do be doing the same thing we don't have to be writing to a specific prompt it's like if you have a story idea you want to do do it and bring a chapter you know and, and what helps in what's been helping my writing and like so the writing project that i'm probably going to continue doing is the um anomaly hunter story the no name story that i did um probably like what five episodes ago now um and so i'm going to continue doing that and you're like, oh okay that's cool well i've already done um seven new chapters since that and the idea of it's like, oh, wait, you wrote 10 chapters for the show in like a couple of months. Why did it take you like seven months to write these other chapters? Well, because one, I didn't have the drive of the show. It's like, I have to get this done within a week or two yeah. to get this on the show. And then two, um, I'm no longer writing this as a podcast story. I'm actually trying to turn it into something that I will one day try to publish. So the chapters are much more detailed and like a little bit longer to the point where one of my chapters was 18, eight and a half by 11 pages long. <laughs> Which like, and you're like, oh, wow, that sounds long. But um, the ones I did for the show were five to the, I think the maximum one was 10 pages. Yeah, that was and usually about blew, where we were sitting. I yeah. blew a whole nother, eight, a whole total 18 pages on one chapter. So that's the story I want to continue. And I do like this idea of doing writing prompts. And there's been like other stories that I wanted to write in intermittently between these, like follow little things. And I'll present those on the show too. So it's kind of going to be like a supplement of like, here's these things that we're writing and we're going to write them together. We're going to give feedback and we're going to push together to like, just be creative. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know if Cody's ever going to be like, oh, I want to publish something. But that's kind of what my goal is going to be for the next few years is like publishing this series I want to write. I guess to me, it's like publishing is not my goal. Completed works are like a staple I'm together chapters thing. away from finishing like my completed first book. Right. Well, <laughs> and that's like the thing is like, you know, like I've done NaNoWriMo and I've done this podcast enough that it's like if you staple that all together, it's like kind of a lot that I've written um like comparatively speaking right um to me what i find satisfying is being able to go like oh i wrote a story and if someone wanted to listen to it they could go and listen to it you know yeah like, i like that i don't necessarily like my grim thing is like i don't really think i'm gonna get published getting published is really hard but i don't need to <laughs> like if anyone yeah. can find it and listen to it that's really all i care about so, like, even if it's just, like, in the format of me reading you a story, I'm fine with that, you know? Yeah, and I um, mean, like, the other part of it is I like hanging out with you, and I like, like, you've made fun of me for my ideas before, but I like the feedback that you've given me. I like, like, the reason that I kept writing this anomaly story is, one, because, like, it was fun to do, and I really fell in love with the characters I made, 
two because of feedback you gave me and three it's like getting it being able to flesh out something that long like writing a 10 chapter story was the longest story i've ever written yeah right that that like getting to that like in that story the 10 page like that could have been of like a singular like short like novella book right and i loved it i loved being able to complete a full story arc for the first time in my life <laughs> right no i mean that's like why i like doing world shop in the first place was it like let us have ideas and complete them and then go okay like done we're not gonna like keep going back and like kind of half doing this idea forever which is like i kind of feel like the creative cycle that it's easy to get stuck in is just like oh i'm kind of writing a story and it's like oh well is it finished like no not really i haven't come up with the end yet it's like no like we're right. gonna get to the end <laughs> like you're you know like that's, well, that's another thing with this like with my project that i'm gonna be moving forward to and again i'm not just going because i wrote 18 pages for one chapter i'm gonna have to figure out like ways to break up the chapters so i'm not well sure when you're reading it to me yeah show. but yeah. yeah i'm gonna figure out ways to break it up to make it more podcast friendly um but i will be doing other stories intermittently but like that's the thing with the story is i know the ending i know the ending of every right. quote unquote book that i am writing i know exactly what's going to happen i can tell you right now um it, you won't understand it because it's way in the future but yeah um let's that's just say, something that let's I'm just say summer with. stars is the only thing i'll say about the ending summer stars <laughs> the uh i was thinking about like what i would want to tell you first and i'm like i could bring the outline of the story that i'm gonna tell and i'm like mm, i don't think i'm gonna do that i think i am gonna bring chapter one but i will say like this is from like the rpg stuff that i do i'm about to finish my first like mm, really it's like the second or third game i've finished but this is the one that i'm most satisfied with as like a total like a complete story that i'm happy with and i'm glad we're being done with right like doing that yeah. with an rpg right now and yeah it was like when I started writing this story, I like had the end written, yeah. like at least in some terms, like I knew this was going to be the end. I knew this was going to be like the big turning point. And I've been telling that story for like two years now and I'm like ready for it to hit that point. Um, so that's really satisfying. Um, like it does feel good when you finally get to like go, okay, like I had a whole story. It's done. I did it. <laughs> like I could move past it. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm very excited to continue on with our show. And like if I end up like like not being able to tell my story all the air of having to like come up with like short stories and stuff, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, and I mean and that's fine too. Like that's the thing. It's like it is I think it's more about having making the effort to do creative writing consistently and less about like meeting a certain prompt because eventually those prompts got pretty difficult. <laughs> Well, yeah, 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 because we kind of felt like we did all the big stuff, and so then, like, we started trying to do little stuff, and that's where we got in trouble, because some of the, like, little, like, we thought it would be funny ideas turned out to be slogs, or, like, we couldn't come up with something that was good enough to present in a week. Um, yeah. The episode that broke us, if anybody actually wants to know, was Florida Man World. Yeah, we it just wasn't funny. That, <laughs> and it's not like that episode exists somewhere. We deleted that episode. Yeah, I think we did. I don't think was, I have it anymore. Like, like, because we thought it was in such bad taste. We're, it like, was just, just not funny. Yeah. We, yeah, just... we, we, we delete. It's not, it's, there's no lost episode that you're going to find somewhere. It is gone. Yeah. It is dead. It no longer exists. No data from it exists. Not that I'm like, oh, I'm some kind of like Artur who's like, I live for my work and it's like 
says something about me, but I'm like, uh, you know, I mean, I have like some dignity, and you know, yeah, it's like, I I just don't like the idea of didn't, just I didn't feel like that myself. was worth like, you know, it was barely worth telling you as a joke. It was definitely yeah, not that was worth the thing. It's like like we I think we finished the episode, but like we got to like part two, we're like, this is bad, isn't it? And then yeah. we got to part three, it's like. And I like asked, I was like, do you want to finish this episode? And then like we need to have a talk about it. Then part four was like, yeah, I don't think we should release this episode, but I do want to hear what you wrote. <laughs> I do think it's funny that we were both like so immediately on the same page. Like, was this not it? Well, this wasn't that, that funny, was the huh? thing. I was sitting there like feeling really bad about it. And then I looked at your face and I could tell you were feeling the exact same yeah. way I was. And I was like, okay, that's a very good sign that this should not exist. Yeah. Is when both people were like, hey, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, it wasn't like I was sitting here like, oh, no, Jordan, it was really creative. You did a really good job. I was like, no, it was neither of us. We both did not do well no. here. Yeah, but anyways, that's what we're doing is we're going to go to more project-based um, things. We're still going to throw in some worksheet worlds and some world ideas here yeah, and there. Yeah, definitely. But the, the show is going to turn into a creative writing project rather than a creative writing project that has to be done every week. Yeah, and I <laughs> like think that we'll do a world if we're, like, excited about an idea. Like, if something hits us and we're like, oh, this would be really cool, we should do a world shop. Like, we should do a traditional build-a-world based on this idea. Great, we'll do totally do it. Or, you know, like, the worksheet worlds are always fun, so we could always do those. Uh, but I think it's more about, like, let's write what we're excited to write about because we have finite time, and I like writing with you. I don't particularly care what we're writing. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, like, even ideas, I can, like, I can try. It's very hard for me to do, but I could try to write short stories of worlds that I liked. Like, like actual short stories, not a Jordan short story, because those are very <laughs> different things. A Jordan short story is five to ten pages. A true short story is like three. Yeah, we can. Well, really quick, what I'm planning on doing right now, like the project I want to do is like the supernatural Indiana uh, world that I did. That's like yeah. the basis for the story that i want to write like i know it's completely different from what i'm writing but it's basically super natural well sorry it's basically indiana version of my story yeah 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 <laughs> because i wrote supernatural ohio world it's gonna be very different like we both, i promise oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are going in I'm very, very directions I, that was one of my favorite things you have ever written was that like the breath in that story where like yeah. that was on the holden episode and that was one where it's like like i'm not even joking anymore this is one of your best like projects that you've ever that done. that one is like mm, i don't i don't want i don't know the right way to okay. put this it has the most like relevance to my real life you know what i mean yeah. it's like these are characters that are like based on people that i care about you know yeah 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 and i mean that's cool um anyways we got to close it out. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the 18-minute explanation of what we're going to be doing. Hey, Jordan, um, how long was this episode going to be, by the way? When we started yeah, this, this episode, it was going to be short, We said it was right? going to be like 45 to an hour. Yeah, it's over an hour. Yeah. We can't. We can't. We can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> we are not good at, like, being brief with each other. We are not. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you all next time. We're going to probably do, like, a world in between and then start what that's not the ending you said the i know hold wrong. on i'm gonna get it i'm gonna I'm, we're going to probably do a world and then start our projects anyways cody what do i usually say catch y'all on the flip side did you just do the gesture for making it rain yeah well look anyways. this is where the podcast died bye <laughs> bye <laughs>